watch out everyone, Emma clearly has some salt in her frost. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to episode 13 of the Mutant Musings Podcast. It's August 2017, so we'll be discussing some comics and news from July 2017. I'm your host, Jonathan, and with me as always is weapon of human destruction, Patty. Patty. It's actually been one year this month since we posted our first episode, and I want to give... A very round of applause, sincere round of applause to everybody, and special thank you once again for anyone who tunes in to listen tunes to in. our discussion of our passions and gripes about the X Men. And for those of you who have been listening to us the entire time, listening to us, rounds sl- of applause, slowly get better at doing this. Like we're obviously not professionals. Uh, we don't even have a not. professional setup for this. Uh, I bought a microphone, <clears throat> downloaded an audio program, and figured out how to use it. You press the red circle. Okay. There's a little bit more to it than that. No. And <laughs> this is why I get paid the big bucks, uh-huh. uh, which is a total of $0. And uh, I have some friends who allow us to do this. Uh, so thank you to them and thank you to you uh, and you. Oh, thank you. And thank you to you. And thank you for shooing any children out of the room or the car, uh, whether it's in motion or not. Because this Hopefully it is. podcast is filled to the brim with explicit language that might make your children ask you questions that you are not yet prepared to answer. Children come from vaginas. Don't they come from testicles first, technically? I don't know how it works. I'm not a scientist. (laughs) (laughs) 97% of scientists agree that that children come from testicles. So we've got so very much to talk about this month. So uh, let's just get started. First thing I wanted to jump into is uh, weapons of mutant destruction so far. Uh, it's actually been quite enjoyable, and and I I, ha- I was very doubtful upon hearing about this. Uh, I really didn't think that it was going to be as good as it has been. I don't know what anybody else thinks of it. Uh, I haven't honestly heard too much about it. People are either griping over like a couple of books on the internet, or they're just praising the shit out of a couple of others, which we'll get to in a little while. But I haven't heard too much feedback about Weapons of Mutant Destruction. And for those of you who aren't reading it, Uh, First, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'll give you a quick synopsis. Old Man Logan has put this team of killers together uh, because they were all captured by this new Weapon X program to make these cyborgs with uh, special powers. With their DNA. Yeah, and it's not just like the Weapon X folks. They'd also decided to take the totally awesome Hulk and uh, take some of his DNA too and kind of merge all this shit together. And, so they could um, have, like, one powerful thing with, like, the Hulk's DNA, Wolverine, Sabretooth, Domino, Warpath, and Lady Deathstrike. Even though, kind of, Wolverine, Lady Deathstrike, and Sabretooth kind of have the same powers, so that's kind of, like, overkill, but whatever. Yeah, but they don't have the long finger power of Lady Deathstrike. That's true. They don't have that bonus that's, finger power. That's true. They she does have that finger nice power. finger power. I hope long finger power. Yeah, I hope she uh, takes advantage of that and exclusively fucks ladies. So, yeah. So there's this Church of Human Potential that William Stryker is running to fucking recruit people so they can basically volunteer for the Weapon X program and be turned into these cyborgs. Like their fucking skin just like melts away and they're really creepy looking. It seems like they didn't really know what they were getting into that they were volunteering, but I don't know if they knew like what the process was going to be. 
Well, some of them clearly knew, and we're going to get to that because there's one subject in particular that seems to be the focus of everyone's interest here. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're actually getting close to the end of this run, and I wanted to focus on the three issues that came out in July. So in Weapon X number five, it opens with them trying to humanize these, like, Weapon X scientists because that's the whole thing. They're like these regular people working at different levels of the facility that are trying to uh, create these like mutant killers yeah these these cyborgs and these mutant killers uh and it kind of like opens with this woman and her husband who i guess is a stay-at-home dad and their like little fucking daughter and there's uh this was kind of sad on a personal note because we had pet rats and there's this fucking rat that gets stuck in a trap and whatever but you know really the purpose of this was to set up like, oh, look, so this scientist who's doing this evil shit is a person, too, and she has a yeah, wife I don't, and family. Yeah, I don't care. They're Nazis, and Nazis <laughs> deserve to die. <laughs> there was actually this Nazi who just died giving a speech in Ukraine. It was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was a fun time uh, had by all. But uh, in any case, like... I don't feel like Greg Pak is writing this, so, like, the reading audience feels sympathy for this woman... I don't know if that's his intent because I really don't feel any sympathy for her. Like you're going off to do some evil shit. You don't, you don't get like any pity from me because you have a family. Um, one thing I enjoyed shortly after that is they go into show kind of monologuing and like, you know, giving us the explanation what's, what's going on. And he uses the term cook the books. And this is the only time outside of you saying it that I have heard it because you swear to me that all you accountants use this term, cook the books, and I've never heard it in my life. And I for you up. folks at home, Patty acts like I'm the biggest moron, like he when is. she first said it to me, like, oh, you've never heard cook, cook the books before? I say it all the time. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? You've never said this to me before. Like, I don't fucking add pages to my dinner when I'm cooking it. <laughs> I am not cooking any books. You're stupid. Do you want to cook this book? You know this what? Weapon X number five, we're going to cook N this book. No. Is that the book they're talking about? No, but I, I thought it was funny when... <laughs> I think you're funny when you say cook the book. Shut the fuck up. I thought it was funny when uh, Wolverine and Sabretooth were talking to the accountant guy. I guess that's what he did. And he's like, the X-Men are investigating tax fraud now? That that was hilarious, and I didn't. Honestly... I want to. I want to be on the uh, the team of uh, X Men auditors. <laughs> so if they're hiring, all new, all different auditors. Yes, yeah, absolutely. But I sincerely worried about your profession now after what happened to him. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was kind of funny. Logan and Victor doing this good cop bad cop routine, and I felt really bad for this accountant. But at least he gets pizza. He's like sitting there like all nervous and scared and shit. And Victor's just like, have a slice. And he's just like sitting there like pissing his pants, eating some pizza. That's how I want to go. Like if somebody ever comes for me to fucking murder me, if they bring pizza, like, all right. Yeah, but it had pepperoni on it. And you did can't, it? Yeah, it did. You can't have pepperoni Bullshit. on pizza. It hurts your tummy. You can't. I you, can't. you, Jonathan, tummy. you won't eat pe pepperoni on pizza because oh, yeah. it gave you food poisoning No, I, yeah, I had that one bad experience. What? Actually, I had two bad experiences with pepperoni. Yeah, so no pepperoni on pizza. All right, so That's no your lesson, kids. All right. Yeah, but they they uh, discuss Stryker, too. Domino and Warpath, they're, you know, driving in the car, and they mention how oh, Stryker has been dead. Like, no shit. Elixir killed him. That was badass. That's when Elixir turned black, and I don't yeah. mean that in a racial way. You never turn back. Um, Once you go black, you're going to need a wheelchair. That was from White Chicks. 
Oh my god. Why do you watch bad movies and say things like cook the books? This is what happens when you go for your accounting major. You watch bad movies. I watched that movie when I was in like middle school or high school. I don't you know. Didn't, it came you out. don't even have to watch that movie. You are the white chick. You are the whitest chick. That's the sequel. The whitest chick starring <laughs> starring Patty. <laughs> but uh yeah, so I, I thought this was a good issue. It's it was still kinda kinda fun so so far seeing, you know, Cho kinda as like the brains of this outfit while while he's like in charge of this team of killers. I really enjoyed this and unfortunately the accountant, you know, fucking got killed because they were keeping tabs on him. So while he's eating his pizza, he dies. And I was literally sitting there thinking about you like, oh my God, I hope nothing like this ever happens to her. (laughs) Then we move on to Totally Awesome Hulk number 21. And we see this kid, uh, Bobby, uh, getting... (laughs) Damn it, Bobby. (laughs) Damn it, Bobby. uh, Being indoctrinated to hate mutants. He was was a kid that Cho and Deathstrike were, were following. They were trying to like get to him before Weapon X got to him. And this was a little too simple. Like, you know, they just put on this visor and he like sees all these mutants like looking nightmarish and evil. And it's like, so he's just supposed to believe after seeing that, like he needs to kill all the mutants. Like they're well, all bad. He grew up in Texas. Yeah. And that's it. So his it wasn't his first experience with like being Hatred. told to, yeah, or being told to hate mutants. He's heard it his whole life. You know, that's that's how I took it. Yeah, no, and 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 I and I agree, which is kind of like why I thought that this was kind of silly that they're trying to indoctrinate him and make like you know it just reminded me of a, like a Clockwork Orange when the dude's fucking sitting there and he's got all the bad images on the screen. Oh my god, it's that like, was so scary. Yeah, but like you don't even need that for this kid. He's ready to go. He's willing to do this voluntarily. So anyway, it, it was kind of creepy though that the villains in this story are occupying an entire town and everything just looks like normal and happy it's like um pleasantville oh yeah the the town that maria hill made in the avengers oh 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 i was thinking what the fuck was i thinking i don't know there was a movie i'm talking about comic books what no the fuck are no you? but you're... stop talking about movies i don't watch movies there be comic books you just talked about white chicks. Yeah, look, see Pleasantville. Oh, look at that. That, that is movie. a movie. See Spider Man and Legally Blonde. Oh yeah, you're Pleasantville right. Pleasantville starring Spider Man and Legally Blonde. Yeah. Oh, okay. This was uh. 1998. I and and William little. H Macy, the guy from the show you like. Who? Who? Oh. Okay, that guy. Yeah, I yeah, love that guy. guy. Yeah, I love that guy. Look at this. <gasps> Wait, is that Sheila from that show I like? Okay, never mind. Whatever. This was an interesting movie. I saw it many years ago, but yeah. Anyway. So yeah, there you go. And then we get further into this argument, which I, I appreciated between okay, like okay. shows. Let me like... let me take this. What? Okay. So there was this argument, and Cho <laughs> was being a fucking pussy and a half, saying you can't bomb this town just because bad people live there. We don't know how what about much. The kids? Yeah. What about the kids? What about Somebody their the dogs? Children. What about? You know, the spouses. No, they didn't. I was thinking the dogs. They don't care about the fucking kids. Kill them all. I, yeah. So, like, you know, what about the spouses or whatever? Like, we don't know how complicit they are. When? And then, um, yeah, Domino wanted the money. So it was, it was Lady Deathstrike who was like, I don't give a fuck. I'll bomb everybody. I don't care. I don't care about the kids. And Domino was like, oh, okay. So me and Warpath found a way to just bomb the underground part. And keep, like, the bank and what else was there? Like, there was a bank and a school or yeah, something school. above ground. And she's like, so those will be fine. We'll just <laughs> bomb underground, and I'm going to steal every fucking thing that I find. 
And Cho was like, you can just sell part of this plane if you're just after the money. Yeah, and she was like, I want to earn my money. That was sexy. Yeah, that was sexy. Domino was sexy as hell. Oh, uh, she was. <laughs> <laughs> and she started getting pissed at the anti-mutant shit and just started like going balls to the walls. And I think it was Cho who said to her, I thought you were just in for the in this for the money. And she's like, Yeah, I will fuck these people. <laughs> uh I liked um I, I thought it was it was kind of funny, Sabretooth and uh Hulk going back and forth about this a lot because that's where like for me like really the two sides of this argument came from you know Sabretooth is like well fuck him and Cho is like no there's innocent people down there and uh you know Sabretooth has given him a lot of shit and the two of them like fight a little bit and Sabretooth ends up like kicking him out of the fucking plane and uh he jumps back in and Sabretooth is like oh that, that was just a test you know it, really what we have here is like that conflict of these two ideologies I think it's nuts that they've engaged chose pacifism for this long like when you really think about it like i know that he doesn't know like wolverine even if it's old man logan deathstrike dominant all of them like as well because he hasn't been the hulk for as long but like look at who you're surrounded with like you must know who these people are like they have no problem killing two of them have literally been villains for like almost their entire careers. And you're going to be like, no, we're going to go down there and we're going to be like nice to everyone. And we're just going to like capture and contain. And what they're just supposed to say. Yeah. Okay. I'll just holster these fucking finger spikes and shit. Like I don't buy into that. But Cho brings up another interesting point when he says like, he's just talking about Bobby. Like he's just a dumb kid. Who's, who's known nothing but hate. That's what he's been raised with. And I'm like, okay, well, this brings up like a nature versus we nurture argument. We don't ref- try reforming Nazis. We kill them. <laughs> That's all I have to say about this. I think Cho is being a bitch. And I think that Weapon X or whatever they're going to call themselves as a group now, X-Force or whatever the fuck they're going to be. <laughs> Weapon X-Force? Weapon X-Force. They just <laughs> they just got to, um, you know, somehow just take Cho out for a sec and then... Uh, you know, I don't care. Domino can seduce him. Take she him got out. the luck power. She can get lucky with him and just <laughs> fucking the rest of them just go in and kill everybody. You should just take him out to the backyard for a minute. You know what I mean? You know? And, uh, you know. Put him out of his misery? Send him up to the farm with uh, grandma or okay. something. Yeah, you know? I, get, I get it. You, you, I get you, it. You get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. You, you know, just uh, just uh, put a few bullets in the, uh, in the old mouth. Yeah. You, you know? Yeah. You know, and just... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I get you. I see where this is going. Just you kill him is what I'm saying. Yeah, good, good job. Fucking murder him. Yes. You get the old murder. Yes, I get the. the old, I get the murder. The old murder time. <laughs> Send him to old murder town. Population Amadeus Cho. Uh, Am I right? Am I right, kids? You you catch my drift. <laughs> I'm funny. Yeah, but and and that's the thing. Like we're in a situation right now where we're not going to like take these people out one by one and be like, "Listen, hating is bad." Like this is kind of a dire situation. They're creating these super powerful cyborgs and fucking hulks with like mutant powers to kill like mutants. Now's not really the time for 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 talking. But anyway, so then we move on to Weapon X number six and. Cho is running down his list of objectives, and he's like, first, destroy the cyborgs and machinery. Second, capture Stryker and the scientists. And third, rescue Bobby. 
I really, again, I don't think that they're going to undo the brainwashing and indoctrination that this kid has going on. And then there's these super powerful experiments that are minutes away from release. But like, then the team locates William Stryker. Uh, and I know that this story has like another issue to go. So I'm like, all right, well, they're not going to capture him and, or they're not going to catch him and kill him or capture him or anything now. But then like Creed and Deathstrike do get to him. And Cho realizes like he, he flips out and he's like, oh no, they are going to kill him. And he's like yelling at old man Logan, like you son of a bitch, you lied to me. And Victor is about to kill William Stryker. And then also, Cho just like, grabs him and throws him also so mad just saying that it was cho's job to save bobby you had one job he had one job so he if he fucking let striker die he could have prevented this fucking stupid hulk cyborg mutant nonsense thing from coming into existence but no he had to save hitler he had it's like that that train that train theory and on the tracks there's there's a. Are you gonna do math right now? Are you no. Talk about two trains traveling at like. No, shut up, shut up. No, it's a it's a philosophy thing that there's a train and there's a switch and on one of the tracks is Hitler, and on one of the tracks is everybody else. He just ran over Weapon X Force to save Hitler. He made his choice, and now the world has to pay the price because he saved Hitler. I'm very tired and I'm not feeling well and I've had a lot of caffeine. So it's I can't like, really focus like, right now. You know, like you got a choice and you either like yes. pull the switch right. and the train kills one person or right. it kills five people. Right. So the idea is to do the least harm. So you let the train run over one person so that the other five people are saved on the other track. Oh, yeah. Isn't that a uh, utilitarian? Isn't that I, what that I is? don't know what it's called. It was also on Kimmy Schmidt recently, and they said the name of it, but I forgot. I thought I thought you actually knew like like philosophy from a book. But no, you were watching no. Kimmy Schmidt. No, and no. That's where you got your philosophy from. No, I I actually heard this in some philosophy type of or sociology class that I took, but I don't remember what it's called. I think it was called White Chicks. I think okay. that's what you're looking for. You you go die. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I agree with you. If they had killed Stryker, they could have prevented a lot more deaths. Instead, like, Stryker gets to go on living, and at least for now, I just, I can't believe that he threw Sabretooth out of the way and, like, threw Deathstrike out of the way, and he just, like, fucked everything up. I was, I was so, so goddamn mad about that. So then there's this, like, uh, and they're not even, like, at the final boss yet. They're at, like, the second-to-last boss right now. So what is it, like, the beta batch or something just got released? And it was, like, this really grotesque-looking Hulk sort of thing with Wolverine claws that they're going to have to fight. And uh, then, like, the alpha batch is next. And I think there's only one more issue to go. I was really confused for a minute. Why? You said the final boss, and I'm, I thought yeah. you were thinking about a video game, and then you're talking about betas, and I'm like, wait, when the fuck did he switch to video games? I'm so confused. It's called H-beta and H-alpha, just so, whatever. You're, you're my H-bay. Okay. Again, I'm sorry, everyone. Again, I, I'm, I'm very tired. I am not feeling well, and, and I've had so much, so much coffee, and now I'm adding some, some coffee tea on top of it. Coffee tea. Coffee tea. 
So anyway, I, I've liked uh, Weapons of Mutant Destruction so far. I think it's been very interesting. Uh, my only real complaint about it is that it seems a little silly having Cho with his team of killers. And also, uh, I feel like Warpath is being underutilized here. I, yes. I really feel like he is. I'm happy to see him. Um, I'm also happy to see him get stabby again. But um, he's, he's, he's got to do a little bit more. All right, so we're going to move so. on. Two, two. The, the last, last new, new book. Good night, everyone. Uh, I'm out. <laughs> quit. You quit. Patty, you're in charge. Okay. We're you, talking uh, about Astonishing X-Men number one. And I'm going to go to sleep. Okay. So in Astonishing <laughs> X-Men number one, there was something about butterflies and, <laughs> you know, uh, Phantom X and Gambit were there. And Phantom X wouldn't leave Gambit alone because Gambit owed him money. The end. The end. <laughs> Did you don't know that song Butterfly by Crazy Town, do you? That's kind of before your time. I know the song Butterfly from Dance Dance Revolution Extreme <laughs> 2. Is it, is it come my lady, like, come, come my lady, you're my butterfly, sugar no, baby. I've heard that song, but the one that I know goes, <laughs> I, 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 my little butterfly. <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. Mutant Musings Karaoke. Um, so I I thought that Astonishing X-Men opened with an interesting dialogue about psychics. And butterflies. And butterflies. And the butterflies on the on the credits page was cool. Uh, but then this book quickly goes meh. Yes, and that's, it was stupid. It was so meh. And I told you the most interesting part already, <laughs> which is that Psylocke sent out a distress call. Gambit was included in it. Phantom X wasn't. And then she woke up and she's like, why the fuck is Phantom X here? I would never send him a distress call. And he was like, Gambit owes me money. And I'm I'm following him until I get my money. My money. Which was the best because uh, I've mentioned this several times before. Because I want them to fuck. All right. Listen. Phantom X and Gambit. I want them to fuck. Stop propagating your liberal agenda. This issue was very meh, and I've been seeing a lot of love for it on the internet. What? And, and really? Listen, I, have, I have. I uh, have. I am not going to say that I'm angry that people love this because but it's- But they're an, stupid. <laughs> it's an X-Men book. Like, really, like, I'm, I'm happy people are happy with it. I just, I don't really get it. Like, it was okay. Um, I don't, I wouldn't even give it an okay. But, like, some of the writing, just, like- uh, I'm rereading all the X books from from X Men number one, 1963, and you know, and like they wrote those books back in the 60s and even like the 70s for children. They explained everything that everyone was thinking, everything going on the, on the page all the fucking time, and that's what I noticed the writing was in this book. Like the exposition is just literally explained to the person reading it. Old man Logan saying to Rogue, like, but your skin's too tough. Thought that was impossible. And Rogue's like, I'm going to touch you. You know what that means. I'll know what you know. And I'm just like, why? This is, like, so it may be Maybe because it's the number one and they figure, oh, in 2017, there might still be one jackass who doesn't know Rogue and what her powers are. You fucking jackass. That jackass, jackass, you better send a fucking email and I want you to write me a five-page essay about how you're going to stop being that one fucking jackass, all right? I want it, but when is this going up? On Wednesday. All right. I want it. You have you have one, one day. Week. Fuck you, okay. jackass. You have one day. Twenty four hours. I want that essay on my desk. Twenty four hours. It's just stupid. 
And uh, so just some of this stuff was just kind of like corny, like Gambit. All right, so and I don't understand how this works. Maybe you do. I noted this down. Gambit charges up the, the clips for yeah. Phantom X guns with energy. Yeah. I'm like, how would that not cause the clips to explode right in Phantom X's guns? That's exactly what I was thinking. And, like, he still gets to fire a couple of rounds, and, uh, all right, so... But they should make the gun explode. Something else explode other than shooting, like, energized bullets. Like, yeah, when did he get the power to not only, like, charge things up, but keep a charge on them for, like, you know, a minute or something? Because I don't remember that being... I'll give you my charge on for a minute. Okay, I'm done. Listen, if you have a charge on for more than four hours, you need to call 911 immediately. Or get a blowjob. (laughs) <laughs> and well okay but then it might explode in in her mouth that's true oh you uh, see what i did do you see I'm what leaving. i did you see what i did no i'm leaving jesus christ this is this has just been a train wreck for the past like 25 minutes it's been such a fantastic such a fantastic explosion fantastic four explosion right in the mouth so uh, yeah there was uh there was something was attacking all the psychics and they had to get this group that uh, in her time of distress, Betsy called a bunch of people. Like uh, I forget who she actually called, but there was a bishop, bishop, Warren, Warren, uh, Gambit, Old Man Logan, Rogue showed up, and, and Phantom X showed and up, and Beast dot 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 yeah question no, mark fuck that guy. So None, anyway, okay, go on. Yeah, no, uh, so they have to figure out what's happening to the psychics so that all the psychics don't die so it, it turned out to be uh the shadow king that's you didn't warn me about the spider i'm really upset about that i forgot I really there was scary. a spider so first of all spiders are awful and all spiders should die and like listen patty and i joke around a lot and say some really like awful stuff like it's it's sarcasm we're just we're just being like shitty we're not actually shitty but i i, I am i legit hate spiders they should all die if you like spiders why don't you go fucking marry one, you fucking hippie liberal? Uh, but so the butterfly, the huge, giant, enormous butterfly was kind of cute. And then it started turning into a spider. And I'm like, mm, this is uncomfortable, but all right. And then I turned this one page and it's fucking Fatty McFatboy, Shadow King, on top of a spider body. And Patty didn't warn me about it. I forgot. Yeah. I rushed to that issue. It was so boring. I don't remember half this shit. All I remember was Gambit and Phantom X, and I was like, go fuck each other. <laughs> so, no, but the thing, the reason why I said, I know we didn't discuss this part, though. The reason why I said dot, 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 question mark for Beast is because, obviously, Mystique's on the cover. Oh. Right? <clears throat> right? right? Beast isn't, and it just seemed a little weird that Beast just showed up, but I, I don't know. Like, wouldn't, Psylocke just sent out those butterflies. I guess maybe she didn't know she did, yeah, right. She didn't know who exactly she was contacting. So I really don't think that that's actually Beast. I think that that's Mystique. I really do. Okay. Uh, good good analysis. I didn't even think about that. And then on the last page, big reveal, Professor X is sitting there like, right. Okay. So, woo. Uh, yeah. I. But th- is, it fan- is, it, is it Professor X or is it Mystique? <laughs> <laughs> or, I don't know. And is it the Shadow King or, or is, is it Mystique? But is it Psylocke or is it Beast? Is <laughs> but, but, it Gambit wait, 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 shut up. Or is it Phantom X's penis? 
Oh, I like that one better than what I was going to say. I was going to say, was it Professor X or was it Cassandra Nova? <laughs> she bawled. What the fuck is that? <laughs> that sounded very baldest of you. <laughs> you look the same. Some of our listeners might be bald. So what are you saying? All bald people look the same to you? Yes. Listen, they didn't ask to be this way. They were just. They were They're just hated born. and feared. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry, man. bald people, but I fear and hate you. It's all right. Listen, everyone. Uh, again, this is this is just us being shitty. We're not actually shitty. I'm going bald. Speak for yourself. I'm going bald. I'll take a picture. That'll be the image that goes up along with this episode. It's gonna be my balding spot. All right, just so you balding people don't feel bad. It's okay. Uh, but moving on. Yeah, so again, this this issue, it's it's fun to make fun of it a little bit. I hope it gets better, honestly. I don't want to see an X-Men book fail. I do I have to say though I like the art. Again, going back to that giant butterfly, I thought I thought the butterflies were pretty. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I didn't even pay attention to the art. It was just stupid. Moving on to X-Men Blue number 8. So we are in the world of Secret Empire in this book, and what's established in the last issue was that the kids who make the team of X-Men Blue are basically freedom fighters. They're trying to free mutant prisoners. Freedom Force. Yeah. Well, I didn't even notice. Like, obviously, I saw it, but somebody pointed out online that Spider-Man's amazing friends were fighting. And that's kind of sad that uh, Bobby and Angelica had to fight. But it was also funny. And I'm wondering if they actually did that on purpose. So, anyway, the... Wait, can we... Did we talk what? about the fucking weird secondary mutations that everybody had? No, it was... that happened in last issue, but we could we could talk about it now. It was stupid. You thought it was stupid? There's only a was, couple of them. I thought it was stupid. This... this <laughs> Toad's flaming tongue. Come yeah, on, you gotta like yeah. you out of anyone. Yes, I love flamers. You love Toad's flaming and tongue, and I love Toad's flaming tongue, and right. I hope he uses it right up Magneto's butthole. Right, because you know the, the kissing somebody is just two long butthole tubes connecting. I'm I read so that on far. the internet. Anyway, yeah, I really hope that this universe that these like secondary mutations that they just gave everybody a secondary mutation marrow and toad and firestar and who else is there so there's marrow there was toad there was fire yeah just repeat exactly was, what i said uh there was also firestar and then there was what's her name firestar marrow yeah, uh, <laughs> I, you know what? Shut up. It doesn't oh, matter. Toad with the Flaming Tongue. Okay. No, there was so, also Wolfsbane. There was Wolfsbane oh, and yeah, there was Wolfsbane. Mondo, and I was very yes. happy to see that. Okay, so yeah, I just hope that these uh, people go back to normal, because I, th- I mean, like, Secret Empire isn't, like, really 616, but some of the stuff that's happening is, I don't know, I'm, I'm confused about, like, what's real and what's not, even, like, you know, in my day-to-day life. So you got to stop licking toads. Yeah, and then them lick you with their flaming tongues. Yeah. Why are you stepping on my foot? Are you mad? I'll shut up. No, <laughs> I didn't realize your foot was there, and then it was comfortable. <laughs> don't lick toads, kids. Don't lick toads. You don't know where they've been. Uh, yeah, it's it's just. But chances are, Patty got to them first. <laughs> it's it's just stupid that they're just giving all of these people mutations at the same time. It's dumb. I don't like it. So anyway, there's a love triangle now, again, between Jimmy, who's a different Wolverine, and and Jean, and 
and Cyclops. No, we haven't established that yet. We well, know it's gonna it's gonna come, and so is Jimmy all over Jean. If there's gonna be <laughs> a different love triangle with a different Wolverine, I wish it was Laura, because I could get on me some Laura and Jean action, because they're my favorite two characters. So you should you need to type this shit up. Uh-huh. Your little fucking uh, sexy fanfics uh-huh. and send them to me so I can like legitimately fit them in to like <laughs> what we're talking about. Because I, I'll I, fit I, need you to, in. I need to know that this shit is coming. <laughs> Seriously. Like I make notes of things when I'm reading them and like I have it ready and I even show it all to Patty before we start the podcast. But then it never fails. She comes up with some sort of fucking sexy situation. That's like triple X rated in yeah. the middle of us talking. Yeah. And I just sit back. Like literally <laughs> for the past couple of minutes, I was just sitting back in the chair and letting her go at it. That's what she said. You can go home and masturbate while I sit here and edit this. You have a good old time. Anyway, um, I, uh, I really liked this issue. Even though we're, we're continuing with this with this villain, Emma Frost, who's just completely unhinged. It's kind of weird seeing her like this now. Uh, first of all, you know, Scott is not with the rest of the team. He is in Emma's room, and mm. she is just like... I'm mind-fucking him. She's just like, mutants have a place in the world. Mutants are safe. And, you know, Scott is like, oh, who do you think I am? And she's like, you'll be whoever I want you to be. And it's like, it's creepy. Which sounds and, rapey. And painful, and it does sound rapey. And also, I know she's all sexy, but he is underage too. Like, we have to consider these things. Yeah, but like how underage? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but seriously, officer, how underage? <laughs> because like, okay, at first, you know, oh, the man. X-Men graduated from how high school. It? I've got my work cut out for me editing all this out. <laughs> the X-Men graduated from high school after like the seventh issue of the original run of X-Men. So he's probably like 17, which is probably legal in New York. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. So anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was a little creeped out by this, too, just because of how Emma's acting. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's sad to watch. Also upsetting to see Magneto just kind of sit back and smile as Gene and Jimmy go on the rescue mission. And then, you know, and I was sitting there thinking like, oh, the Blackbird's talking to them. Maybe it's some fucking Transformer or something. And I felt like such an idiot because it was a Transformer. It was Danger. So I didn't see that coming either. That made me happy. Yeah, it made me really happy. So, you know, Danger helps out. And then um, she's she's battling Emma's team. So Gene and Jimmy get inside and come across Havoc. But then Polaris breaks through the wall. That made me so happy because uh, Magneto was talking to this guy. Who is the guy? Ferris? Yeah, and the, <laughs> Robot the guy the guy told him, he's like, you don't seem like yourself, Magneto. And Magneto was like, oh, you know, I have to keep up appearances, but don't worry, I have a plan. I'm going to send in reinforcements. And then, bam, last page, Polaris. And I was like, fuck, yes, Polaris, work. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't see that one coming, and that's going to tie into... This month's Mutant Memory, which we're going to get to in a little bit. 
Anyway, this anyway. issue this issue is very good. Very good. I really appreciate how they're really playing into the world of Secret Empire as opposed to X-Men Gold, which we'll probably catch up on uh, next episode that kind of just cut right through Secret Empire. And I'm really happy about this. And I can't wait to see Polaris and Havoc fight next issue. Me fucking too. Okay, ah. so I'm going to talk ah. about... Yeah, I'm going to... Ah. I'm going to talk about the next one because as we have established, I love BL. I love BLT. Shut up. I also love TLC. Shut up. And Salt and Pepper. Okay. <laughs> so I read the first issue. I read the first page of this issue and I immediately texted Jonathan and I was like, oh my God, please stop what you're doing now and just read the first page. And he was like, nope. no. So anyway... Uh, the first page, Iceman texted a few people and said, hey, I want to tell you this myself instead of you hearing it through the grapevine, but I'm gay. And there were a few people who reacted to it. Johnny Storm said, flame on. And he, I think, didn't he say something about it? Shouldn't his fashion sense be better then? That was Spider-Man. Oh, that was Spider-Man. Spider-Man was Spider like, shouldn't your fashion sense be tingling? Something like that. And then the last one, which was fucking amazing and made my day, boom, boom, said, new phone, who dis? <laughs> I just, I lost my shit. <laughs> so anyway, this issue took place at his parents' house. He was planning on having dinner with his parents after seeing them in the hospital. There were a lot of like parallels put in there about, you know, how much being a mutant is like a metaphor for being gay because he's talking about like a mission that he just went on the one with uh kitty and how their powers stopped working and his dad was like oh everything with you always has to be about mutants and and why can't you just you know talk about like normal stuff you know you're talking about like mutant rights and stuff but you know things have come a long way and it's not like that big of a deal anymore which is exactly how a lot of right-wingers feel when people you know have gay pride and do the parades and you know are like out in the streets protesting and stuff you know they don't understand the struggle so it seems like it's not um relevant to them and that like there's really nothing for them to fight for anymore even though that's not true so i figured because um they were being so such assholes to them that he wasn't going to come out in the issue and he didn't but the purifiers showed up there was this one guy like the main guy who blamed Iceman for getting his son arrested (laughs) his son who attacked the poor girl that was in the hospital hospital, right yeah Yeah, he attacked a girl in a hospital for being a mutant it's like that whole racist mentality that racists can't take responsibility it's always somebody else's fault and then Bobby's dad ended up having a heart attack because, you know, all these fucking crazy purifiers were there with guns. And that's when Bobby finally lost his shit. He just, like, froze everybody and... He fucking destroyed the house, though. Yeah, he destroyed everything. He was so fucking cool. It was. And he even mentioned this, which I thought was amazing. And I've mentioned it a few times on the podcast, which was... My favorite thing, like, ever is that, like, there's a future Iceman who becomes an ice wizard. (laughs) And Bobby mentioned that. He's like, oh, yeah, I heard that there's a version of me in the future that becomes, like, an ice wizard who can control miniature Bobby's Iceman just walking around and doing their own thing. 
I thought that was amazing. There was a feel-good moment at the end when his mom thanked him. His dad was still a dick, though, and didn't want... Bobby brought a bunch of strong guys, but not strong guy, to the house to help repair it after all the damage he did to it. His dad was like, oh, I don't need any mutants helping or whatever. And his mom was just like, hey, thank you. I may not understand, but thank you. And I'm like, ah, you're still a bitch. I mean, I liked this issue, but I, I've, and you know, Patty pretty much covered everything already, but there's a couple of things that I have to say about this. First of all, <clears throat> I, I was really happy to see Bobby really let loose, even if he fucking destroyed the house and he really shouldn't have done that. But he's been having like these big, like, self-empowering monologues like three issues in a row now and it's getting a little silly no i love it i and that's fine and again like again i'm not saying like oh because this is my opinion like well fuck you and fuck everybody for liking it and they need to change it like this is just this is just me saying for me it's getting a little silly i i do really like this book so far i want it to do well and i also realize how important it is but I just, I feel like there is something lacking from this book. And I feel like it's almost sort of plateauing. And I don't want to see that happen. It's hard for me to articulate what I'm really feeling. Because the thing is, is like, I love stories that are character driven. Because, and and I've said this before, if I don't care about the character, why the fuck do I care about that character's plight? So I'm really happy that like, you know, we're really just focusing on Bobby and his character development. But just, there's just something, I don't know. It just feels sort of lacking. So, do you think Astonishing X-Men was less than astonishing like we do? Was it totally unawesome of Amadeus to stop Victor from striking Stryker? How much havoc will Polaris' involvement Whoa. cause for havoc? You noodle my bad jokes for a minute while we take a quick break. You're a noodle. Do you like video games and also hate colon cancer? Well, so does Geekay.com, which is a website that publishes nerdy articles, podcasts, and videos almost every single day. Geekade has teamed up with the Colon Cancer Alliance for its second annual Pain in the Assathon, where Geekade staff will take on Pain in the Ass video games for a 24-hour marathon for charity. Follow Geekade on Twitch and tune in Saturday, August 5th at 10 a.m. through Sunday, August 6th at 10 a.m. as we play games such as The Lion King, Comic Zone, and Mega Man Unlimited. All proceeds will go to the Colon Cancer Alliance, but if you can't donate, at least help spread the word. Follow us and tune in on twitch.tv slash geekade, August 5th and 6th, from 10 a.m. to 10 a.m. Whoever said that cartoons were only for children? Republicans. Shut up. Did you watch Wolverine and the X-Men for the one season that it was on like eight years ago? That was a show? Well, you're in luck. Why, is it coming back for a second season? Uh, no. Why should I care balls for brains? Because there's a Facebook page overflowing with love for that cartoon that they've turned it into a place with news, trivia, merchandise, fan art, and plenty of other X-related information. Oh, Facebook. I know Facebook. That's where I pick up fights with people who have different opinions from me. Then, while you're there, check out One Million to Save Wolverine and the X-Men for the most exciting fan page. I'm there right now, and this asshole thinks the Ken should be the new Wolverine and not Laura. I'm going to make him cry. That's one million to save Wolverine and the X-Men. Please be kind to your fellow mutant lovers. All right, so 
Uh, we're gonna do a brief mutant memory uh, as I continue my journey through all the X titles, and I have. As do I. Stop making this all about you. And I have. Well, you have done it before. You're doing it for a second time. I'm doing it for the first time, so I am currently being deflowered. Hmm. Uh, I decided to pick X-Men number 49 from October of 1968, which was titled, Who Dares Defy the Demi-Men? Which, first of all, I don't even think they said the phrase Demi-Men in the entire they issue. They did not. But why I wanted to pick this was because this was the first appearance of two characters who, well, one of which is very important, Polaris, who po -po. we were just talking about, and also Mesmero, who I still love. And this issue was uh, ridiculous. Uh, I had never read this before. I had read a bunch of issues before this, and I actually have a couple that come immediately after this, but I never read Polaris's first appearance. It was absolutely ridiculous. This was after the X-Men had, like... Professor X died. The X-Men were told quote, by... Unquote. The, <laughs> the X-Men were told to split up by the FBI. And, uh... This issue opens with Warren visiting the mansion for the first time since they left. And uh, there's some weird readings on Cerebro. And Scott is currently a radio broadcaster. And, and Gene is a model. <laughs> and Hank and Bobby are the danger twins who parachute. Um, we meet Mesmero, who I, I, I've got to say this, as ridiculous as this issue is, I really liked Mesmero's design right from the beginning. Uh, even those two little antenna sticking up from his weird fucking hood thing. I, I'll uh, make your antenna stick up. Thank you. But apparently Mesmero is a pupil of Magneto. Like we've never, we've never met him before. So he wants to amplify his telepathy to activate latent mutants who are people who haven't manifested an active X gene yet. So Bobby saves this lady from getting hit by a car. And her name is Lorna Dane. And she's got brown hair. And I'm like, okay. And then Bobby brings her home, and she takes a shower. Mm. And then her hair is green. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, then Lorna wants protection, and Iceman is already, like, crushing on her. I don't know. It was, it was just really, really stupid. Like, I really don't even really need... There weren't too many details of this issue that I need to get into. It was just kind of, it was just kind of dumb. These quote-unquote demi-men show up and see Lorna, and they all want to worship her. Same. Uh, no, it, it, it was explained why she had brown hair. She After she came out of the shower, she was like, oh, I have to dye my hair brown so that... People don't think I'm weird. Yeah, people don't think I'm weird. And I'm like, well, yeah, it was the 60s. Nobody really had green hair back then, but now it would In be 19... really cool. Yeah, you know, you're right. In 1968, there were hippies, but not hippies with green hair. Yeah, I don't think green hair dye was around back then. Well, there's honestly, there's not a whole lot to say about this issue. It, it wasn't, honestly, it wasn't very good. And I just kind of wanted to, <laughs> I just wanted to, to say that, to go over the plot of the issue and uh, say it, it, it unfortunately wasn't very good. Like, sorry, folks. But I know a lot of people kind of know that. Like, pre-Giant Size X-Men, the writing wasn't great. It was not. <clears throat> um, it was bad. Shortly after this, though, we got, uh, actually, so it was the next issue, Jim Steranko did the next issue, which also the plot was not very good, but as the artist, he was amazing. It was very trippy, and it was awesome. And then not too long after that, Neil Adams took over. Neil Adams! And that's currently, like, what I'm reading. I'm in, like, the issue, uh, the 60s, or the I think I just finished issue 62 or 63. Neil Adams is, like, the regular artist. And even though the stories aren't great, the art is fucking amazing. 
So yeah, so Mutant Memory, X-Men number 49, first appearance of Polaris and Mesmero, really not a great issue. If you can get your hands on it, or if you can find it somewhere, or get like a friend's copy of it, go read it. Just, it. just for the nostalgia of it, it's really interesting to see, but not a very good comic. So moving on to some comic news. They announced that there's going to be yet another Deadpool versus miniseries. Ugh. Uh, Deadpool versus Old Man Logan. Okay. And this is going to be by Declan Shalvey, who I've known as an artist and who's an okay artist, uh, but I don't know if he's written anything, and if he has, I haven't seen anything that he's written, so I can't speak to that. I mean, I'll post, like, the links of these things that we go over, obviously, as I normally do, so if you want to check out the premise, go for it. I just need to say that I think there are way too many of these Deadpool versus miniseries. I have read a bunch of them, not all of them. And they have. They, yeah, I know you have. Uh, and I'm just going to say for me, uh, they haven't and they haven't been terrible, but the few that I've read have been like, okay, like at best. You know, I liked Deadpool v. Gambit, which we talked about on here, and I really enjoyed mostly that one because of Scrambler. Like I loved his story in that book and Harpoon. Like, that's really what I loved from that. So, uh, you've read all of them. So, what do you think about this, and what do you think about all the Deadpool V series? I think it's stupid and annoying, and it's unoriginal that they keep coming out with all these Deadpool versus series. That being said, I'm still going to buy all of them. Yay! I thought, uh, what was there? Deadpool versus Thanos was stupid. Yes. Uh, Deadpool versus Hawkeye, I liked. And I really liked Deadpool versus X-Force, but mostly just because I loved X-Force. Yeah, no, same. So I can't think of it. Oh, Carnage. Deadpool versus Carnage was amazing. I loved it. That was good. I agree with that. So, um, you know, some of them are like kind of hit and miss, even with some of the other miniseries like Night of the Living Deadpool, like, eh, it was okay. But, uh, you know, maybe I didn't like the Thanos one that much because I don't like Thanos. I mean, I love Old Man Logan. I really want to see how they're going to interact together because they're such different characters. Um, you know, Logan, like, for a while, wouldn't even pop his claws. Now, I mean, I mean, okay, at least in Weapon X, he seems like, oh, well, fuck that. I'm going to kill everybody now. But, like, realistically, I think that was a little weird for an editorial chase, for him to just go from, like, nothing to all. Like, he went zero to 60 real fast. So I don't know if he's going to be apprehensive to kill in this book. I mean, I'm sure he's going to be annoyed to shit at Deadpool. So, I mean, we're just going to have to wait and see how it goes, really. You know, it could be one of the good ones or, you know, it could be the fucking Thanos one. Yeah, I mean, this is basically just Deadpool versus Grumpy Old Man. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know. But uh, I, may, I may pick it up, at least the first issue, but we'll see. Uh, next is, according to Colin Bunn, Emma Frost is going to be a villain for a while. So she's been building alliances and positioning herself to make some big moves. And he said that you'll see some of that play out in Secret Empire, which we are. <clears throat> but ever since we revealed her return, I've been receiving messages asking me to immediately return Emma to her status as a hero. Uh. I understand the sentiment, but that's not something I can do right away. Emma can't just come back from where she was with the flip of a switch. She's in a dark place right now, and if she comes back from it, it will take time, which honestly kind of sucks. I have someone following me, and who I'm following just because they followed me, on Twitter who is like, 
like o almost all of the tweets are about Emma Frost and how this person just loves Emma Frost so much and wants to see Emma go back to being a hero. And like, I get it. And like, this is going to be interesting to see her as a villain for a while. But at the same time, I understand the sentiment. I kind of already miss her as a hero. It's really weird. Like she had like these dark moments and I kind of, you know, it was kind of disturbing to see her go over the edge after Scott died and the whole IVX thing. And now it just almost seems like natural her natural for her to go back to villainy. And um, it kind of sucks. I really love Emma Frost. It feels weird rooting for her now. I don't feel like I can because she's Good. a villain. Which brings us to the next point is Jean Grey is going to be going inside Emma Frost Ooh. in Jean Grey number eight. She's going to have to go inside Emma's mind for a heist. So this is going to be very interesting. I really can't wait to see teenage Jean go up against villainous Emma. And I wanted to know your thoughts. Jean's going to win. You really think so? You think Jean's it's going to be gonna that gonna easy? Jean's going to win. Yeah. I think that, uh, you know, Emma's nothing but a bitch. And uh, Jean is everything. You're probably right because this is in Jean Grey. And Jean's going to be the hero of this yep, story. Emma and Emma's going to be the villain. And so Emma's going to fucking just eat some shit. And I'm going to be really upset. Good. But you have to deal with me being upset. Good. I'm going to make you sure you have to deal with me being upset. Ugh. I'm going to cry. I'm uh, going to bitch and whine and complain and stop my feet. How is that any different from what you do all the time? <laughs> all right. I'm going home. Uh, <laughs> all right. Next up. And this I'm kind of excited for. Cable and the Newer Mutants. Cable will renumber to number 150 this fall for Marvel Legacy. We'll have a new creative team, which I'm excited oh, about. Oh, good, because the not... current series fucking sucks. And so many people disagree with that, which They're is crazy stupid. to me. They're not stupid. Let them have their opinion. They're stupid. Okay, well, goodbye, all the listeners we have left. <laughs> but no, this, you know, honestly, this past issue of Cable, I liked much better than I liked the first two issues. But that's beside the point. Uh, Ed Brisson, who just started Old Man Logan, uh, who just took over that book um is going to be taking over cable so i'm i'm happy about that i think this is going to be a positive uh turn regardless of the premise of this just he's gonna have his team you know why we have the newer mutants oh my god you didn't tell me about this he's gonna have a team of long shot shatterstar dupe x23 blink and armor yes that's fucking amazing I dupe. we talked about this we did not talk about this i fucking love dupe Oh, man, I do not like Dupe at all. I know. Uh, I never have. I love Dupe. But, and uh, X-23 and Blink and Armor. The thing about Blink, though, is in the image for this, and somebody said that, like, oh, it looks like Age of Apocalypse Blink. And I'm like, well, that makes no sense. We have 616 Blink back. Like, after Necrotia, they managed to kind of, like, do some sort of magic shit and bring Blink back. And then she was part of New Mutants briefly for, like, the last handful of issues in the last volume of New Mutants. Why would we have AOA Blink as part of this team and 616 Blink both in the same universe? I'm going to be really upset if that's not the case. I want to see Blink utilized again. When I was a kid uh, reading the Phalanx Covenant, I loved Blink. Uh, and then they killed her, so she never even made it to Generation X. And then we got AOA Blink, and then I stopped reading comic books for some years. And then, you know, Stupid. now we have this Blink back. Like, use her! She's here! We know she's alive! Use her! Right? Right. That's it? Right. Damn it. Damn it. Bring her now. Are they going to make X-23, the new Wolverine? 
where she's actually like Wolverine and she's like, I hate people and I want to be by myself all the time. (laughs) I'm going to join 17 teams. I'm gonna so. be I'm gonna be in 26 books. There is nothing more Wolverine than doing that. All right? I hate everybody. Let me drink my beer and hate on people. She's and now to drink. and now oh no, I got a call from the Avengers. Oh no, now the champions need me. Oh, the defenders. <laughs> Look at all these teams I'm on, guys. Oh, Alpha Flight. So next is the Dazzler one shot. Woo! And I don't have a whole lot to say about it except that I'm happy. Dazzler got a one-shot a few years ago after Necrotia where basically she just had to kind of... Dazzle? She had to dazzle and fight her sister uh, Lois, also known as Mortis. And so we're getting the Dazzler one-shot, which is going to be issue number 43 because they're going back to the original numbering. What I think is interesting about this, somebody brought up on one of the Facebook groups was that, you know, there's a lot more of these. It's not just Dazzler. There's going to be a Power Pack book, Dark Hawk, uh, Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu, and a couple of others. But like, oh, maybe Marvel's just trying to test these to see how well they sell, and then maybe they'll make it into an ongoing. So I don't know what you think about that. Make Dazzler dazzle again. Give her her own series. I love Dazzler. Dazzler deserves 10 series. Yeah, but... Oh, Give man. her so many series. I love her. She's she's great. I love her. Okay. Okay. So, anyway, uh, moving on. We got a Gifted new trailer, trailer for Gifted. Two brothers. Which, I, what? <laughs> I thought that this was a really cheesy trailer. I think it's a little oh, too... Oh, no, I'm vegan. I think... Wow. I think that it's uh, a little over dramatic, and I don't know how I feel about Thunderbird as this tracker and his Thunderbird tattoo glows when he uses his power. But it's so edgy and millennial. The millennials will get it if if he has a tattoo that glows when he uses his power so that people know when he's using his power. Or else then people wouldn't know when he's using his You know, power. that is so millennial. All of my tattoos glow whenever I use them. Same. And I know all of yours do too. That is an exclusive millennial thing. No, that... I mean, I'm saying that millennials are stupid and they're not going to know that he's using his powers. You're a and fucking the... millennial. You're a fucking millennial too. I'm not I? a millennial. You are a millennial. Don't lump me in with your ilk. I'll lump you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Polaris looks badass. I don't. In this trailer. Uh, I I love her green energy signature. She doesn't have green hair though. I hate her. I love her, and uh, but okay. So to illustrate the cheesy of all of this, you know, the, at the end of the trailer, after the whole edgy, dark, and real, we get the fun and lighthearted dialogue, which between, is the only new fucking content that we got from this trailer between Eclipse and Blink, and she's like, "You ever use that power to hurt anyone?" Is that like, I hurt my girlfriend. Uh, she liked it. That's why she's my girlfriend. And Blink's like, kinky. You should be laughing. You're a fucking millennial. You yeah, love that kind of shit. I love it. So, I, I don't know. I'm going to watch, even though it's on late shit, I'm not going to watch it when it comes out. It's it, on at 9 p.m. That's like my bedtime. pussy. All right, so we got a couple of pieces of movie news. Oh, what? Uh, just, just skip it. No, I don't want to skip it. Uh, uh, I'm going whatever. I want to talk about how... They're speculating that the Acolytes are going to be in X-Men Dark Phoenix, and that's why we had all of those casting calls. And I think that that's garbage. I think that that's why these X-Men movies do do poorly. 
and I don't need to get into it too much because I've I've spoken about it on the podcast before. You throw in all these fucking characters and you leave such little room for character development. That's why they do poorly because then nobody cares. In X-Men Apocalypse, and by the way, we might have Psylocke returning in Dark Phoenix, but that's why... like. Olivia Munn looked great as Psylocke, but that's why her character fell flat in in uh, X-Men Apocalypse. Uh, because her, Angel, Storm, like none of these characters had any development. You just throw in fucking Jean Grey, young Jean Grey, young Cyclops, young Nightcrawler, all these people in, give them no development. Like they are all have to share the screen time. Nobody saying? fucking cares. So if we're going to bring Olivia Munn back, do something better with her character. She looked the part. And the fighting was awesome. Are you Great. saying that Olivia Munn isn't developed? Because she got boobs. She got boobs and she got a butt. Oh, oh. I see what you're doing. Yes. It's you're a joke. talking about a different kind of developed. You're yeah. talking about the kind of developed that happens to ladies yeah. when they come of age. Yeah. At that certain special age. Yeah. And they develop things. Uh-huh. They develop lumps. Yes. The lovely lady lumps. That's correct. Right. Okay. Moving on, the last piece of news, which I think is really stupid, Boo, and I feel I'm like I, I ruined Patty's day. You did, <laughs> it you did. That. It was, made me cry. So Channing Tatum is saying that... God, don't say it again. <laughs> Logan and Deadpool oh. kind of broke down a lot of doors for them, oh. meaning that Gambit may go for an R rating, oh. and they're still moving forward with oh. the Gambit film starring Channing Tatum. No, kill me. Channing Gambit. No, kill me. Remy Latatum. Remy Latator Tot. <laughs> I really, I, I, I don't know. I don't care about Channing Tatum. Uh, no, it's not that I don't care. I'm really ambivalent about him as an actor, Channing Tatum. Uh, I really am sort of interested in seeing Gambit at, in a movie. I think all of these delays really do not bode well for the film. This is really not adding like any amount of faith that I have in it being a good movie, whether it's PG-13 or R. Honestly, folks, give it a G rating. Make it an animated Disney film and have like fucking Prince Gambit as the fucking damsel in distress and have Rogue as like the badass no. princess who comes and saves him. No, Phantomax. <laughs> okay, so Princess Phantomax comes and saves the hapless Prince Gambit yeah. from the evil clutches of who? Fing, fin, fang, poon. What the fuck does he have to do? He's a dragon. <laughs> what does he have to do with Gambit? He's or a Phantom X? Or your little boy love fantasy? Is it because of his little hot purple shorts? Be honest. That's why you picked Finn Fang Does he Fang have Fang. shorts? He has he shorts. He's a dragon. No, are you kidding? That's what Fing... I'm going to show a picture. I'm going to show a picture. Finn Fang Poom. Oh, yeah. Fin Fang Poom put you in his pants. Oh, Look yeah, at this yeah, picture. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's the big dragon with the purple. This is what everybody knows him as. Okay, so Fing Fang Poom. <laughs> Why do you spit on my things? You spit on my things. I do sometimes because that's how it works. Otherwise, there's just too much friction and it doesn't work right. I'm going to die. Anyway, that'll do it for this month's episode of Mutant Musings. Thanks again for tuning in. And remember to check out One Million to Save Wolverine and the X-Men on Facebook for trivia, merchandise, and more. And tune into www.twitch.tv slash geekade this Saturday, August 5th at 10 a.m., to Sunday, August 6th at 10 a.m. to watch us play a marathon of video games to raise money for Colon Cancer Alliance. 
If you can donate, great. But if you can't, just help spread the word. And until next time, Boom Boom was right. New phone, who dis? <laughs>